Welcome to Voices from the Dales, the six of six, the last Our Ingleborough episode, where we're featuring the voices of those who live and work and enjoy this very special area. Anna Greenwood, we're going to hear some voices from Settle Primary School. Yes. Some real classic oral history interviews. <laughs> What's the story here? Uh, well, I, I got in touch with the school and said I'd like to run some intergenerational workshops. It's a, a big name for me, and I'd like kids to talk to their grandparents and ask them, rather than me going and talking to them. But there's that sort of special bond between grandchild and grandparent, or great-grandparent in one case. So I did a workshop with the whole class, and then we identified there were seven people who still had grandparents or great-grandparents in the area who could take part, and three of them came back with these rather lovely recordings. What's your name? Richard Parker. What is your date of birth? 3rd at 4th, 1946. Where did you grow up? Long Preston, till I was 14. So I hope you caught that. That's Aidan talking to his granddad, Richard Parker. Richard from Long Preston. Do you have any brothers or sisters? One sister. What do you remember about your childhood? Um, I remember we didn't have a lot of money. Or my mum and dad didn't have a lot of money. But my dad was quite a go-ahead because when I was maybe six or seven, he was making silage and growing kale. I remember going to school and there was no central eating at school then. And with no central eating in the farmhouse. How has farming changed the landscape? It's, how has it changed the landscape? Hmm. I think it's a lot better looked after than it was 60 years since. Walls are tidy, animals are better looked after. How has the landscape changed after the current, over the current years? The current years? There's a lot of farm, a lot of lands now not, not been farmed, it's just diverting back to scrub because people can't afford to farm it. What is the biggest change in the wildlife population? Wildlife population? There's a lot more crows, magpies, um, foxes and them sort of things which are killing a lot of uh, birds and a lot of the ground nesting birds because nobody keeps them under control. How has the technology changed, like farm equipment, tractors and cars? I can remember my dad had horses and he would be one of the first people to get a tractor. That would be about 1950s. Where was your favourite place when you were my age? Um, oh, I think where I was born with my dad at Long Preston, when we used to go fishing and, uh, and walking about. Anna, the second tip that you got back from your classroom at Settle Primary School was from Jessica, and here she is interviewing her granddad. How has the area changed since you were young? Well, there's a lot more building. Where your school is now, that used to be just a big playing field. And the sports field, where we used to have the settled carnival. 
but now it's booze in your school. Do you still know people you went to school with? I do, but not as many, and there's a lot more people I don't know that live in the area. Did you see any animal that you don't see as much now? <laughs> well, I don't see as many swallows, curlews, and I don't think I see as many fish in the river. Looking back, where was your favourite place when you were my age? My favourite place was down by the river and also where I said your school was. That was the playing field where we used to play football. Anna, the third of the children to come back to you with an interview with their relative was a little lad called Ollie who'd spoken to his great-grandmother, Edna Thornton, with the help of his, his mum. Mm. Uh, can you introduce this interview for us? Yes, this was very sweet when it came back, listening to Ollie talking to great-grandma, and I just wonder how much he, he was listening to the reply or whether he was just nervous about asking questions. But it was really nice that mum was there to, to interact, and great-grandma was born in, what, 1929? She's 93 years old. So, yeah, it was lovely to hear them talking to each other. And she speaks about spending her whole life in Ostwick, mm. uh, which is a village in Craven, uh, not too far from here. And one of the stories that I loved from the interview was the one about milk delivery. What's your name? Edna Thornton. What's your date of birth? 22-1-29. And how old is that mate, grandma? Great-grandma? 93. 93, yeah. Where did you grow up? Ostwick. Did you have any brothers or sisters? One sister. Tell me about your family. Oh, uh, my father was a joiner and undertaker in the village. Our mother died when I was 11 and Molly was nearly 10. So grandmother came to live with us. We went to Ostwick School. Tell me about your childhood. We spent lots of time, especially in summer, walking round the lanes and going up the hills. And oh, there were lots of rabbits about. And sometimes when I went on picnics where you could take bits of lettuce out of the sandwiches and put them in the rabbit holes for ah, the rabbits. That was cute, isn't it? Describe what food you ate back then. Oh, the food was much plainer. We had porridge too often. <laughs> <laughs> Did you grow a lot of your own food? We had an orchard, so there was fruit. Apples, plums, we kept hens, so yeah. we had our own eggs, and on special occasion a chicken to eat. Oh. Only they were old hens. Oh, they ate their old hens. What did you do as a job? I teaching primary school. First at one year at Sedba, three years at Chapeldale, and five years at Ostwick School. 
So that brings us on to how many children do you have? Six. I do know about that. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you remember from, 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 you know, back then to now? Like, was there any more shops in Arswick or...? Oh, yes, there were eight shops. Eight shops compared to the little one now. Before the war. Milkman, of course. Yeah. We used to put a jug on the doorstep and a saucer on top and five pence. Why the five p? For the milk. Oh. <laughs> so they used to pour the milk into the jug. So Mr. Whitfield came round with the milk kit on a wheel frame, and they had a gill measure. That's half a pint pint measure and a quart measure. It's way before our time, yeah. And so he dipped it into the big milk kit, poured it into the jug, yeah. put the saucer back on, took the five pence. I'm uh, not sure whether that was a pint or a quart. The voice of Edna Thornton, who was interviewed by her great-grandson, Ollie, Well, we have one more voice to share only in this six-episode series of Voices from the Dales, our Ingleborough. Anna Greenwood, can you introduce it? Yes, so this one is Kevin Woods. He's a heritage builder, so he uses traditional techniques, and he's from Barnoldswick. Kevin, you were born in 1970, and your dad's family were builders, and you were the older of two brothers. That's right, yeah. I'm curious about where your interest in heritage skills came from. So to start with, tell me about your childhood and where you grew up. I was born in Leeds. We lived in Addingham and Ilkley, mainly Addingham. We had a small holding in the middle of the village. I was looking after chickens and goats and rabbits and it was just like the good life from telly, really. So quite a nice upbringing, really. I used to cut firewood as a young kid. <laughs> Go around village and look after old people with sticks and coal and that. And then I used to work for a guy doing forestry at Denton Woods at Ilkley. From being 11 year old to being 17, every weekend I could to get away from school. <laughs> <laughs> Mixed up with that, I used to help builders as well in the village. My Uncle Peter was a builder, one of the flat cap brigade, a bit like Fred Dibner in his nature. So I learned a lot from him as well about dressing stone and how to build. And then I just used to work for different people in the village that wanted a good labour, really. I was fairly well known for my hand digging. Yeah. <laughs> and I loved working with stone, so I used to buy my own tools. And as I could, get in front, I used to do a bit of walling with brickies and pick it up, you know. So as a very young man, I was getting a trade. Very good. Hands-on by the sounds of Hand, it. Very hands-on. Very hands-on. Yeah. My granddad said, as long as you keep these, you'll be fine. Because I was thinking of going on my own 20 years ago. When my granddad was still alive and he says, you'll be fine, so if you've got your hands, you can do anything. As a seven-year-old kid, I had a paste table in my attic bedroom covered in fossils that I'd been finding from being a small kid. So I just naturally loved history and all things. I found it interesting. I used to tickle trout, a bit naughty, but I did it as a kid because I was a kid. Yeah. You know, bull heads in a jam jar, sticklebacks. Sticklebacks, yeah. Absolutely loved it, absolutely loved it. You try and find them now. I, couldn't, I went back to the Ford where I was a kid. I yeah. couldn't see the little minnows and the sticklebacks Isn't anywhere. it funny that? Because I took Callum to Swing Bridge at Addingham where I played as a kid and I took him to wet stream splits and I used to get my arm under a sycamore tree. I went in, not a thing. There's not the species out there anymore, same, is there? No. Kingfishers. I always used to watch kingfishers. Love kingfishers. And I found a frozen one once as a kid. It was just on bridge, just dead. It was just bone and feathers. Because it had been like really cold for like weeks. 
but I picked it up and I just remember thinking, wow, it was like electric blue out of And you were in Lancliffe, uh, near Settle, on the other side of these fells here, uh, when you were talking to Kevin Woods, and you said that you interviewed him in your camper van. Yes, we had our conversation in my camper van because he was working on the site, so there was no way for us to stand where there weren't people around, so we got into the van, shut the door and did our interview that way. And here was a man who was really passionate about his trade. Is that how it appeared to you as you were interviewing him? Very much so. It's something he's he's spent his whole life interested in, in heritage work and buildings and so to be able to be a, a heritage builder just seems like a natural thing for him to do. I've always appreciated the natural world and I've always enjoyed working with natural products really like timber and stone and every building's different when you go to doctors some people have a sore throat some people have a bad arm buildings are the same they all have their own little things that they need addressing so it's not a one-size-fits-all mix in lime that we use we use different additives like wood ash that just helps bind it together and it gives it that character look as well like they did when they pulled the lime out of the kiln it had bits of coal dusting and bits of ash so you're getting that same look as well when you do the building and it does work for pulling moisture out Uh, we did a bridge at wigglesworth cow had gone like nearly one through it a cow had gone through it well it hadn't fallen through through. something obviously untoward so we had to shutter it and had to get the stones all shaped and put back in we'd underpinned it made a coffer dam and then heard all this noise and so i run down says what are you doing i don't want it smooth in concrete i want it left rough so vegetation can come back And there was an eel, it jumped up, it was about that long, two foot long, all the way from Sargasso Sea, and I filmed it. <laughs> you know, so... You can't buy that. And I left some holes under bridge as well for bats and things like that. Even a gable end, I said, would you mind if I left a couple of little holes somewhere where an old water won't get in? And, you know, you get things going in. and Little things like that make a big difference. Well, if everybody did a little bit. <laughs> Kevin, one more question before we finish. If you had to choose... One part of the Ingleborough area is your favourite part. Where would it be? I mean, I love looking at Ingleborough. I can see it from my house. I love looking at that silhouette. There's a lot of history about it as well, roughly what they say has happened up there. Kevin Woods speaking to Anna Greenwood. And Anna, that, that's it for us now. We've, we've been through, we've introduced the highlights of your interviews over six episodes of Voices from the Dales. What's your reflections, having come to the end of the project. I spoke to all these people, which is just the best part of the job, as, as you know. It's, it's so nice to meet people and, and talk to them. And, yeah, thank you. I appreciate this very much. Pleasure. And thank you for listening. <laughs>